The following is a presentation of FCB Faith. Welcome to the Ronnie Knight Show. This is the DJ you love to love, Ronnie Knight. Make sure you hit me up on all social media sites and just for DJ Ronnie Knight or Ronnie Knight Show. Today in the studio once again. It's been a while, Pastor. It's been a while. It's been too long. It's been a while. So how much have, I mean, God has sincerely been moving on Hope Alliance and the Hopers. (laughs) Um, Can you share with my audience just some praise reports that God has blessed us with within the midst of 2020 and the COVID and how, how is the church going? Church is going extremely well. I think COVID caused a lot of us to learn how to do ministry more creatively. Mm-hmm. And so the church family stayed connected through, through live stream, through zoom Bible studies. Um, actually I, I sensed even a growth in our connectivity uh, because God forced us to learn how to use uh, social media to our advantage. And it's it's the way ministry is going to be done in the foreseeable future. Yes. And so we've actually expanded our outreach. We have people listening to us who uh, couldn't be a part of our family on a Sunday morning. But mm-hmm. now that they're at home, they've chosen to listen to us and become a part of the Hope family. The The giving was sustained through the online giving opportunities and so we've actually grown during this <laughs> this difficult season of yes. COVID. Yes, yeah, and that that's so amazing. And I think the body of Christ is growing as well. Just um I know for me a twenty twenty was a really good year, you know, for me, just financially and spiritually. So uh uh Pastor Ron Morrison from Hope Alliance Bible Church is my guest today. So we always kind of do this thing called ask a pastor and just I gather random questions to ask Pastor Ron and being the theologian that he is, <laughs> a lot of times I can pull things out of the air and he'll have a biblical response to it. Let's just start off with, you know, where we are in today, biblically, where would you say that we are biblically? How many are there any more prophecies or any anything that needs to happen before Christ is on his way back? Uh, technically, no. Um, mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter 1 tells us that we've been in the last days ever since the first advent of the Lord Jesus Christ. And while the Bible gives a lot of prophetic references to mm-hmm. things that have to happen prior to his literal return to earth— the church itself can be raptured without any further signs being revealed. We've always said the rapture was imminent, meaning it could happen at any time. And so the church could be snatched away, raptured. Someone always asks, I don't see that word in the Bible. Well, technically it isn't. But in First Thessalonians chapter 4, where Paul talks about it, uh, when he says, we, will, we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together. Uh, with those saints who've been resurrected to meet the Lord in the air. Uh, the term caught up, rapturo, I believe it is in Latin, is where we made the English word rapture to be caught up. And so there are no signs that need to be fulfilled before the rapture. There are some signs that have to be fulfilled before Christ actually returns to earth 
to set up his kingdom. Okay. Oh, man, that helps. Because I I think uh, even the body of Christ and, and I, as well as people who are outside of the body of Christ that, you know, some may look at us as like, oh, whatever, man, you're you know, worshiping a God that you've never visually seen. Um, I think these questions will help them. Uh, What are you, what are your thoughts um, on the coronavirus and the vaccine? And I'm just asking questions that many people are asking me. You know, uh, a lot of people believe that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. Uh, What would you how would you respond to that question? Yeah, the, the vaccine has nothing to do with being the mark of the beast. Um, I believe things like the coronavirus are God's ways of one um, showing us his displeasure with mm. the sinful world that we live in. Uh, I believe it's also a preview of some of the things we see in Revelation where he talks about the kind of pestilence that will be unleashed uh, if we're reading Revelation correctly, correctly, uh, we see somewhere between half to two-thirds of the world population uh, dying within that seven-year window of time. And, and these worldwide pandemic, pestilence kind of things uh, yes. are one of the ways that that can happen. Mm-hmm. And we've seen quickly, uh, how, how long did it take for f- nearly 400,000 people to lose their lives in America, right. let alone right. worldwide? And right. so we see how these things can, can happen. Um, but to say that the the vaccine is the mark of the beast, there's no biblical foundation for that. Uh, the, the mark of the beast is something that uh, that people would choose to take after the Antichrist has been revealed. And, and to take that mark says, I'm showing allegiance to him, a false messiah, as opposed to the real messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's not something you're going to take accidentally thinking you're taking some medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Revelation said it's going to be on the forehand, forehead or on the hand. So don't don't even begin to think that the vaccine has anything to do with the mark of the beast. I, I say pray. And if it's God leads, you take take the vaccine and trust God for for healing. Ah, that is excellent. I, the, it, you and you. I, I love interviewing you because you always lead me into the next question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you make it so easy. Can you explain the difference between the rapture and tribulation? Will will the children of God be in the tribulation? And that that's so it's a two part question. Okay. Yeah, there's a, a lot of believers who are convinced that the church will go through the tribulation. Uh, it's my conviction that we will not. Uh, and and here's my my biblical rationale. Uh, In the Old Testament, this season is identified as the time of Jacob's trouble. Jacob meaning another name for Israel. Mm -hmm. And so God's purpose in the tribulation is to bring uh, the nation of Israel to its knees until they recognize that Jesus Christ is indeed their Messiah. Messiah. It's the time of God unleashing his judgment against the world. Uh, We, the church, are his bride. Uh, we go through our time of persecution and tribulation now. The uh, the enemies of God have been persecuting the saints throughout history. Uh, but God's going to rapture us out of this world before he punishes this wicked world mm. and at the same time uh, brings Israel to a knowledge of who he, who he is. So it's my conviction that the church 
does not go through the tribulation. There's no God-ordained purpose for us to go through the tribulation. We we live in tribulation all the time, yeah. but the great tribulation is not designed for the church. Uh, and I, I, I was I was talking to um, a friend of mine, and I was saying that you know we will we I believe we'll experience um, tribulation type events, but we don't go through the tribulation. Yeah, like the coronavirus to me. Is is somewhat of a tribulation event. Is is uh, yeah. You see, you got the Bible out yeah. there. I, I'm just and, and I think the difference is, in in Scripture, it, it actually sets it apart as, you know, the tribulation, the great one, that seven year window. We yes. always go through some form of tribulation. Jesus said, "In this world, you shall have tribulations," tribulations. but that is stated awesome. differently than. The great, the great tribulation, tribulation. Hmm. the time of Jacob's trouble, the time of God's wrath unleashed upon the earth. In, in Second Timothy chapter, Second, Tim, Second Thessalonians chapter two, uh, is where Paul talks a lot about uh, the great tribulation. He, he also says that God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation hmm. through the Lord Jesus Christ. The saints and uh, Thessalonica uh, were hearing false reports and thinking because they were enduring some tribulation that they'd been left behind, that they'd missed mm-hmm. the rapture. And Paul had to reassure them of what was going to take place before the actual great tribulation took place. Man, that's good. That's good info. Um, now these are just questions that I was throwing out there. <laughs> I didn't get to the. Oh, okay, so let's let let's debunk a couple things here. For for one, I had a conversation, and we were talking about Judas, and so half of the room believed that Judas was saved, and the other half of the room believed that he wasn't. Can you can you speak to that? And also, can you speak to the difference between remorse and repentance? Okay. Um, Judas was was definitely not saved um, when when Jesus was revealing himself to his disciples, and uh, he also clearly told them in John chapter six. Verse 70, he said, did I not choose you, the 12, and one of you is devil? Um, And the next verse says he was speaking about Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, Mm -hmm. the one who was going to betray him. So from the beginning, Jesus let his disciples know one of us, one of this group of 12 isn't a true follower of mine. He's he's a devil in our, our midst. He's an imposter. Son of a... Um, they could not tell by Judas's behavior, right? Uh, but Ju- Jesus Himself said he, he's he's devil. He's he fits so many pictures of what the Antichrist is going to wow. be like. Yeah. Satan's a great imitator. Yes, and just like God incarnated Himself in a body through the Lord Jesus Christ, um, the one we call the Beast or the Antichrist is going to be like Satan incarnate. Because Satan is going to fully indwell his body mm-hmm. to use him. Um, but this verse says he was a devil. 
Uh, after he died, after he committed suicide, it said he went to his own place. Scripture says hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. It didn't say Judas went to heaven. Yes. It said he went to his own, own place. place. Nowhere in Scripture do you ever see him address Jesus as Lord. Mm-hmm. He called him teacher. Mm-hmm. But he never acknowledged him as Lord of his life because he never surrendered to him. And so what confuses people is they see this great remorse displayed by Judas after he's been used and manipulated and realized he's wrong. Well, now he's sorry for the consequences he brought upon himself, the the guilty feeling, if you will. And so now he's remorseful and he went out and committed suicide. Uh, Suicide's not the unpardonable sin, by the way. Uh, (laughs) But it just shows that uh, the difference between remorse and repentance is remorse is I just feel sorry for myself because I got caught, I did something wrong. Repentance actually is a change of mind, change of heart that leads to a change of action. And so biblical repentance will bring you to salvation in Christ. Uh, Remorse may look the same on the outside, but it's still Mm. self-centered. In 2 Corinthians, I want to say chapter 7 off the top of my head, Paul talks about the difference between uh, worldly sorrow and biblical repentance that leads to salvation that will never be turned away from. Yep, 2 Corinthians chapter 7 from verse 8. Uh, through verse 11. That's a good passage to look up to see the difference between just worldly sorrow yes. and repentance. Yes. You'll find a lot of people in jail and prison who express remorse because mm-hmm. now they're caught and they're paying a price. But it doesn't mean they repented. They're just feeling sorry for themselves because they brought these consequences upon themselves, which is what Judas did. Well, yeah, it's more like an embarrassment almost. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Well, okay, here, here's a great one. I got tons of them. So, um, uh, will you explain the new earth and and the new heaven and earth that God is planning? The FCB Radio Network, first class broadcasting worldwide.